0: Hi everyone and welcome to Privacy Beat where we bring you all of the breaking news in privacy. And this week is a doozy, some major hacks. We've got a story about hidden code and some apps that you may have downloaded. So we're gonna dive into all those details. And before we get started, of course, let's have our show intro. We call this segment, Get Off My Digital Lawn. Yeah, take that, digital invaders. All right, some digital invaders that I want to go into, and uh, we'll dive into an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal um, this week. Just a reminder, you're gonna be seeing some quiz questions pop up at the bottom of the page, so make sure that you are keeping an eye on those and answering them, because the winner gets eternal glory. All right, diving into this article, huge, huge news out of Wall Street Journal. Apparently, there are a bunch of apps that have hidden code in it, and they managed to tie that code back to U.S. national security contractors. What? All right. Let's break this story apart. So there were two researchers who apparently discovered uh, this certain behavior in code. And they discovered this over the course of auditing work that they generally do when they're looking for vulnerabilities in Android apps, and they found certain code that was a. Uh, visible in certain apps was doing certain things now let's talk about some of the the apps that this was found in apparently it's on millions of Android devices millions and uh, so some of the apps that they uh, talked about it was found inside several Muslim prayer apps that were downloaded more than 10 million times Uh, it was found in a highway speed trap detection app or if you are trying to avoid speed traps, you, you, you may be in trouble there. A QR code reading app, a number of other popular, just generic everyday consumer apps. And this hidden code was in there. So first of all, what does this malware do, right? This SDK, which is like this, You know kit that this company uh put out and we'll dive into some details surprising details about this company in a second so this sdk was harvesting a large amount of data about each user which included precise location, personal identifiers, such as email and phone numbers, as well as data about nearby computers and mobile devices. So this was an incredibly intrusive app. These researchers actually called it malware. They said that this is, yes, 100% spyware, malware, and uh, the information, uh, it also collected information stored on the phone's clipboard. So this means if you copied codes, if you copied passwords, whatever you cut and pasted, it would actually grab that information as well and it had the ability to scan some parts of the phone's file system including specifically files stored in the whatsapp downloads folder so all that stuff you're downloading in whatsapp you know that end to end encrypted messaging service that everyone thinks is so secure. Apparently some malware is just down um, grabbing stuff in your downloads folder associated with that app. So this is heavy stuff. Like this is a serious, serious breakthrough. Someone at the start of the show was like, Naomi, I can't get stressed out. My doctor told me not to. And here I am starting the show with something that is incredibly stressful. I'm so sorry. All right, let's take it down a notch. Let's like really rationally and non-stressfully dive into the code how did this malware get into the code this is the most interesting part of this story apparently this code was put in by companies like measurement systems so this particular uh, code was traced back to Measurement Systems. Apparently, they paid app developers in order to have them insert this code. Like, how do you how do you even do that? So apparently, they told them that these app developers would get a stream of income as well as detailed data about their user base. Right. So let's go to what this graphic we have, which is one of the actual advertisements that this uh, company, Measurement Systems, uh, had, where they actually say you know, they uh, they offer to monetize apps, pay the developers the highest CPMs for your data. They boast doing this without ads as they're an alternative monetar- monetization system. They also say that this doesn't sacrifice your users' privacy or battery life. So the the trade-off here is like you'll get paid anytime, you know, someone uses your app because we're getting data and you'll also get to use some of this data. You will get, you know, uh, lots of, of data from your app, so you can understand your user base better. This is how they encourage people to insert this. Apparently, this is a common uh, thing that people do. Is you know, Measurement Systems is not the only company that does this, but lots of apps, uh, co- code developers will pay developers around the world to incorporate its code into their apps. And generally, they're like they they said that it was it was not um, bad information, right? They said, oh well, the code just collects non personal information about app users, but we have. Found out that this is just not true. There's so much personal information in there. Now, in documents that were reviewed by the Wall Street D- Journal, It told developers that they could earn anywhere from $100 to $10,000 or more a month, depending on how many active users it could deliver. And the company was particularly interested in users who had enabled the app to access a user's location, the document showed. And it emphasized that they didn't need uh, for such permissions to be enabled in order to collect data. This was a shocking thing to me. They didn't even need the user to give permission to enable location uh, data in order for that location data to be harvested thanks to this code. So it's, uh, it, it's craziness. There was a great quote in here from someone called Serge Engelman, who was apparently a researcher at the International Computer Science Institute at the University of California at Berkeley. And he said, you know, the saga continues to underscore the importance of not accepting candy from strangers. So we are living in a digital world, guys. It's no longer just the guy in the white van offering you candy. This is the digital candy you need to be aware of. If someone is paying you $10,000 a month to insert their code that you haven't inspected into your app, you should probably not do that because you're probably violating the trust and uh, the privacy of millions of people if they use your app. So it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Johnzi in the comments says, "Just use a smoke signal to communicate." Well, maybe, maybe, but there is way to mitigate this. We'll get onto this. It's uh, you know, we'll we'll round this out by giving some tips here so first of all um uh in the report this is what it specifically says Uh, This app did not have permission to access device location, a required permission uh, to access router information, but they were able to get information about the router. And so this report said that there must be some technique they're using to circumvent the permission system when it's run on a vulnerable version of Android. So I just want to recap that because that's an important point that I just want to make sure you guys got. So this app was able to get information about the user's router and generally, the app wouldn't have had permission to access device location. And you need to be able to access device location uh, if you're going to be accessing router information, which means that they found some um, really tricky way to get around those permission systems. And it means that there are uh, vulnerable Androids out there with this same issue. Now let's now talk about who's responsible for this. This is where it gets even juicier. If it wasn't juicy enough, there's a Panamanian company that wrote the code. They're called measurement systems, S D R L. Um, and apparently Wall Street Journal linked them. And these researchers linked them through all their corporate records and web registrations to a Virginia defense contractor that does cyber intelligence network defense and intelligence intercept work for the U.S. national security agencies. Wow. So not only is there this malware on devices in like completely innocuous apps, you would have thought, um, that is just giving out sending off troves of information. That information, it seems, is linked to United States intelligence agencies. Wow. That I mean, Goodness me, I I guess they've got to figure out how to get this information from us somehow. So what's happened in all of the aftermath? So since they documented their findings, uh they the researchers, put out a report they also shared the research with the wall street journal and they also shared it with the federal trade commission there apparently is an ftc investigation that is now underway we're diving into this um now google has since removed the apps that were discovered with this code as of march 25th so they're not in the store anymore but what you need to be aware of is that it doesn't matter if no one new can download these apps the people who already have these apps On their devices are still going to be, you know, affected by this. Right now, apparently, this SDK is actually, since all this uh, report was revealed, since stopped collecting data. I think it's because they didn't want people to sniff this data, find out even more information about where it's going, etc. So it does seem like it is dormant at the moment, but that code is still there, and that app can potentially be used. So it's worthwhile um, knowing that. Now let's go to this list of apps because here is the um, thing that you guys need to be aware of. These are the apps that they discovered. Um, now these have been downloaded on at least 60 million mobile devices, likely many more. Um, and also, there's all that uh, situation with the apps being able to figure out what other devices are connected. Like the amount of data that they they pulled from this is just a huge amount of data. But these are the uh, affected apps that they have found we're going to post a link to this and to the wall street journal article in the description for you guys to dive into it make sure you do not have any of these apps on your device make sure you delete them uh, if they are there Um, and also make sure you know what you're downloading it's not enough now to just download an app and say well i'm just going to deny you permissions there are clearly ways to get around this when people find vulnerabilities. It is also not enough to, I'm sorry, to scrutinize apps before you download them. It's not enough to take a look and say, well, do I really want this in my device? Uh, because it seems that that even if it's from a trusted company, then they might've been paid by other app developers to insert malicious code into that app. Apparently it is a common thing that does happen. And it's enticing, $10,000 a month, oh my God goodness. And they're selling this like, uh, I mean, I have to give the, App developers a little bit of Slack, not too much Slack. They literally inserted malware code into their apps. But the little bit of Slack is that the way that it was couched is well, you'll just get user metrics. And oh, this is not privacy invading for your users. And they, they I mean it's clear that this website just lied about what this this malware was doing because it was incredibly invasive for all of their users. So if you're an app developer, be really, really careful that you understand the code that you're putting into your apps. Um it's just a huge liability there so uh, summarize this like you guys just need to be careful one thing i mean we'll go to a poll at the end of the show but one thing i will suggest is just be careful how many apps you download you can actually reduce the attack surface of your device by not having so many apps on the device that could potentially have been compromised so have a think about that the next time you're scrolling through multiple pages of apps on your phone pages of apps that you have not used for years years maybe just go and cull those, just delete those, you know, anything that you don't use actively, maybe just delete off your system. Really good security hygiene tip there and just really be scrupulous when you're giving away permissions to apps and thinking about what apps you actually need on your devices. So let's go on to our next topic here about some hacks that i just wanted to kind of speed through to make sure that you're aware of it mailchimp was hacked and crypto users were targeted so this is something that can uh, apply to all kinds of users it's not just if you're a crypto user, this type of hack is super common. You need to be aware of it. It's so important. So in this particular example, MailChimp, we all know MailChimp, it's a well-known email marketing company. They were hacked and information on over a hundred users was stolen. And then the criminals then used that data to fish users of the popular crypto wallet, Trezor. So Trezor is like a little hardware device. It's a secure way of storing your crypto. What actually happened was, uh, and there was a, a quote in Gizmodo, so uh, Siobhan Smith, who's Mailchimp's uh, Chief Information Security o- Officer, chatted to Gizmodo. And Gizmodo said that the in- incident was propagated by an external actor who conducted a successful social engineering attack on Mailchimp employees, resulting in employee credentials being compromised. So someone at Mailchimp was uh, there was a targeted campaign against them they managed to get access to this Mailchimp employees account use that to then get all this information now they use this to tap a, a Tracer newsletter mailing list via MailChimp and then use the information to select targets. So basically they saw there's this MailChimp newsletter associated with Tracer, they then targeted the people associated with that uh, that newsletter and sent them a fake newsletter from MailChimp, right? And so what they said in this fake newsletter, They said, Tracer has experienced a security incident involving data belonging to uh, 106,000 of our customers. If you're receiving this email because you've been affected by the breach in order to protect your assets, please download the latest version of Tracer suite and follow instructions to set up a new pin for your wallet. So this was a phishing email. Obviously, they're going to download malware. They're going to insert their private key for their crypto and they're going to give all their crypto away. That's essentially how these things work. But the way that this could be translated to other situations. And uh, I saw oh, I saw a super chat come up there. Uh, so this is from uh, Lord Pepsi, who said before I die, I'd le- like to meet my case handler and say hi and chat for a bit. Uh, therefore, I may pass away. Happy finally seeing Bob from the FBI. <laughs> i appreciate that uh, lord pepsi Like, i hope we can all meet our case handlers and then when i meet my case handler i want to ask them you know did i make the same choices that you would have made like did i do well you were watching all my every move like what were your thoughts like out of 10 give me a rank on how i lived my life it's just nice to have someone witnessing every event right uh but thanks so much lord pepsi for your um Uh, support there and don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe button everyone so just a general wrap up this article uh, a tip for you it's not just going to be crypto users that get targeted this is the type of email attack that you will see uh, targeting everyone right this could have been sent and they pretended that oh this is from chase Account and then they say, "Oh, your account's been compromised. Click here." Or it could have been, you know, you have something else and and click here and uh and uh, and uh, sorry, uh, it could have been from from Chase uh, or any other um uh company, right? And so the moral of this story is: don't click the link. <laughs> just don't click the link if you get any email it doesn't even matter if it looks like it's from someone that you know don't click the link you can hover over links you can see exactly where the links take you and try to vet them that way or you can go directly to the website that you know to be legitimate and then try to find the downloads and things that they're talking about there but just don't click the links these things are way too easily compromised uh even if it is from uh legitimate sources legitimate accounts can be overtake it all the time so just be really really careful with that stuff it's there's so much of it right so let's keep going to our next article there and i had a note from my producer sam i, I missed your comment because i was talking What what was your comment trees a tweet now let's put pop that up um, on the screen there we've got a t- tweet from trisa so you can see like they an- announced and, and let their consumers know um so if you didn't see that tweet hopefully you've seen it now and you haven't been clicking on any you know suspicious looking emails that supposedly came from trisa but clearly didn't just be really careful of this stuff so let's go to the final article here which was cash app was hacked oh my god all these hacks and we like, we're going to summarize this at the end like what is the takeaway from all this right Cash app was hacked. The question is, was your information exposed, right? So, uh, block formerly known as Square, they just notified 8.2 million previous and current customers that the information associated with their accounts had been breached. What kinds of information was included? Well, it included full names, it included unique brokerage account numbers, but also it included portfolio value and information related to their holdings and day trading activity. So it does get into some personal stuff like financial information there. Uh, There was a report filed with the SEC a uh, a document that said a former employee downloaded certain aspects of its subsidiary cash app investing llc uh, on december 10 2021 that contained some u.s customer information while this employee had regular access to these reports as part of their past job responsibilities in this instance these reports were accessed without permission after their employment Ended. So, a rogue employee who no longer worked at the company accessed these documents, and Block was letting everyone know. Now we know about this. That I I, didn't, I couldn't find any public statements from Block. I scoured their Twitter. I scoured Cash App's Twitter. I I looked on their website. I couldn't actually find any public notice of this, um, but they did have this official filing to the sec it's a form 8k basically these are used to notify investors of events that may be important uh oh we've got another um quiz there make sure you fill that out now this seems to be the only public statement made about the breach and it appears that they otherwise reached out directly to the eight million people who were affected by this was just crazy um, now fortunately this breach didn't include usernames passwords social security numbers birthdays payment card or bank account information addresses or other information like that so that's a a blessing but let's not write this off as being okay because it's not right when you have account information sensitive data that is visible to employees and it's unencrypted it hurts people and the more hacks like this that take place the more companies will start to Wake up to this reality. I've been chatting to a bunch of people who are diving into different encryption schemes that will basically enable employees to do their job without actually being able to see a lot of this customer data. That's really the direction we need to be going in as a society because these hacks I mean, goodness, we just covered two of them today, Um, but there are so many hacks all the time. So it's super important. Uh, the companies start taking responsibility for this realize that all of the data they're collecting is a liability to them and they need to take care of it make sure that it's encrypted at rest make sure employees can't just get access to it because otherwise things like this happen where i mean it's 2022 this isn't like the the early days of the internet where we didn't really understand how easy it was to get this data we understand how easy it is and we understand that companies really can't protect it and so if they can't protect it they need to put it out of the reach of their employees figure out schemes different encryption schemes that would allow them to still use the information that they need but without you know letting too many people get access to it so that's that's the direction we're going in now Uh, i want to go to this tweet that i sent out it was a poll and i asked the uh oh we're getting a lot of a lot of responses to the quiz Yay, yay, yay! um so this poll i sent out it said when you download an app do you a download it without regard b Scrutinize permissions is asking for first, or C, avoid putting too many apps on your device at all. Right? That's a good question, especially considering that we now know that there's malware from potentially the NSA in the apps that we are downloading. That's that's a a conclusion you might be able to draw from that article, right? So 53% of people said that they avoid installing apps. Uh, 29% said they scrutinize permissions. 17% said they download without regard. Honestly, it's really difficult to scrutinize. Even if you are scrutinizing the permissions, unless you have the source code, unless it's open, unless you can actually see the code that's in your app, you could scrutinize it. You can ask and deny permissions or whatever it, it, it gets really difficult so i would say scrutinizing is is a great first step but it's not going to protect you um scrutinize make sure that if you're downloading a, a calculator and it says it needs access to your camera you probably don't want to download that why does a calculator need access to your camera so you know there are lots of apps you can choose from make sure you're downloading ones that do respect your privacy um also you know if they're open source apps out there that have been scrutinized that have audits available you might may want to opt for those instead of opting for um other apps um avoid installing apps honestly you may just want to curtail the number of apps you have on your device every app that you Add increases the attack vector of your system and it does get problematic I mean you do a lot of sensitive stuff on your phone it's our it's our second device right for a lot of people it's their primary device and so you're doing a lot you're doing your banking you're you're sending you know personal messages all of that stuff so you know that's uh, that's just something that that you need to be aware of when you're going to download um, we've got a couple of tweets here who responded to our poll who said uh, first one said due diligence is a thing and this was Rebel without a cause. I agree. Um, due diligence is great. And if you don't trust the due diligence or that the information is not there, just wonder whether you need that app on your device at all, or maybe you want to silo apps on uh, certain devices. Well, there are there is app sandboxing, so you know there are um, things that Apple and Google put in place to help protect you, but these things get really complicated and sometimes you just don't want to open up that attack surface area. The next tweet comes from Demi who says, unfortunately, I do have to make a choice. Some apps and features do make my life a lot better. I like that my Android does uh, withdraw all permissions on apps I do not use after a certain time. Um, that's great. I, I like that feature that you, if you gave permission once and it was like five years ago, if you haven't used that app for a long time, Google will actually, Android will actually withdraw that permission. So that's that's great. Um, if you're using like something like Graphene, they go even further to protect your privacy on a phone, worth checking out. Uh, if you're wanting to move devices or get a new device there, so now let's go to the quiz questions we got our uh, our winners announced as well but i want to dive into these you go to comic-con and are prompted to join local wi-fi do you obviously the answer is resist but if you must then at least use a vpn uh if you're at a conference you don't want to be connecting to group wi-fi because it's pretty insecure um if you really really have to again use a vpn because at least that encrypts anything that is not already encrypted uh, in in transit B, you get a new phone, what is the best type of password lock? It's going to be a PIN as uh, as long as PIN as they will allow. You don't want to be putting in like a four-digit PIN. Honestly, biometrics, that's, that's not something that you can ever take back. So if that ever gets leaked, then... You kind of lost a lot of security on your device. You can't just change your biometrics. I would say a long, list, a long, as long a pin as the phone will allow is a good choice. So make sure you remember it. Uh, then we've got, you know, next question. You get, need to send a very sensitive email. Should you absolutely see? You should both. If you're using email, make sure both of you, the sender and recipient, are using an end-to-end encrypted service like ProtonMail or Tutanota. Even better use Signal because email is inherently insecure. So if you've got something that is actually really sensitive, use an app like Signal. Uh, it's gonna be much better for your privacy. And we have our winner. I'm going to drum roll that. Sam, brrr, who is our quiz winner for today? Our winner today, Naomi, is Biama Fan. This is U, U, YouTube viewer Biama Fan fan and go ahead and tell us some fun facts about bama fan absolutely legitimate absolutely. absolutely truthful not made up facts it's my honor and uh bama fan loves majestic elephants as we can see from their avatar there laughing at the sun and enjoying a spyware free mobile device Excellence. There you go. I like spyware-free mobile devices too, so Bama fan, we are on the same page. And on the same page as all of you out there who are watching this show and wanting to learn more about privacy. We come to you every Thursday, 4 p.m at the same time to bring you the latest privacy news things you need to be aware of important information so you can be protecting yourself and making sure people stay off your digital lawn every friday we come to you with a live show at 4 pm as well and we cover crypto news so if you want to take sovereignty over your money get out of the surveilled and tracked financial system maybe that is a show that you want to be checking out make sure that you just smash that subscribe button, guys. It helps us get viewed on YouTube. It's really, really uh, important to get like comments and the likes and the subscribes because YouTube doesn't really like people seeing our videos. So this does help increase our visibility. So we really appreciate you helping get the word out about these important issues. Thank you so much. Uh, someone just tuned in. Hello, did I miss the spyware? You did. Luckily, you can rewatch this video afterwards. So everyone go and replay the video as many times as you need. And we will see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. for CryptoBeat. Mwah! See you all later.